0: This is the High School Football America podcast for August 27, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability, and it's got faster speed than huddle sideline. Plus, GameStrat has awesome customer service, along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And this is great right now, and I know the season's upon us. GameStrat is offering a discount for every high school football America person. All you have to do is mention our name, and it will make GameStrat cheaper than Huddle. That's right. And it's risk-free. If you make the switch now and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll right into 2021. No risk, and you can't beat that. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right. It is uh, becoming, it is, let me say, the annual staple to the kickoff of the uh, high school football season when uh, Paragon Marketing Group uh, takes to the airwaves via ESPN with the Geico ESPN high school football kickoff. It's a weekend full of high school football. Seven big games coming up this weekend starting on Friday. Nine states touched and uh, a man who uh, was on our fourth ever podcast back in 2011 is uh, one of the brains behind what's going to happen here over the next uh, three days on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Rashid Ghazi. He is a partner at uh, Paragon Marketing Group and they are the guys that produce this and they do a fantastic job. Uh, he was back on the show in 11 because he, he does a lot of different things. He was a, a filmmaker at that time while he was still at Paragon putting on the, uh, the great high school football film, if you've never seen it, uh, Forts and Faith fasting and football and uh, Rashid's on the line right now to talk about uh, what will be a big weekend but uh, it's been twisted up a little bit like everything due to COVID. Welcome to the show Rashid.
1: Thanks for having me again. Absolutely appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, let's let's kind of dive into the whole thing here, and we're going to get into some of the matchups and all that. But uh, I know because you know, coaches tell me things. You know, we're going to have this one on ESPN. We're going to, and there were some really great matchups. But at the end of the day, we still have great matchups. But what I'd like to kind of talk to you about first is kind of what have you had to go through, like all of us during the changes with COVID, to uh, to make sure that uh, this kickoff weekend, which I think is the eleventh year, right? You guys are doing this on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, came together. So talk a little bit about uh, the, the twist in the turn, turns to get to the seven games this year.
1: Yeah, we've been we've been fortunate that ESPN has been a big um, promoter and sponsor of high school football. Our actual original kickoff weekend was just one game, and it was Hoover High School, who was right two in the country, playing a team not a lot of people have heard about, which was Nice, but they had a kid named Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Um, and we put that game on the weekend before college football started, and we put it on ESPN, and we did a huge rating. I mean, that was kind of Tim Tebow's coming out party. It was also kind of the coming out party for, for Hoover nationally on television with rush probes. And it was interesting because for that game, um, ESPN was doing a documentary on Tim. And then, if you remember that two a day show for MTV, mm-hmm. that was their first game that they shot for that two year series that ran. So what we, we realized where people are interested in football, people want to watch actual football being played. the only thing going on this weekend other than um, high school football, would usually be NFL preseason games, and so we developed this platform, you know, 11 years ago with ESPN to put on anywhere from five to seven high school football games across the country. So, in a normal year, um, we start planning for this season or this kickoff event almost when the high school football season ends the year before, if not a couple of years in advance, and we would try to match up um, state champs versus state champs. Great players on one side of the ball versus great players on the other side of the ball, and create a series of events that some are local matchups, but a lot of them are interstate matchups. Because, as you know, with high school football and like basketball, there's not a lot of scheduling flexibility, and the best time to get teams to play out of conferences in week one, two, or three. So, originally, we had St. Joseph Prep and De La Salle traveling to Texas to play in a doubleheader against. Two state champions, Shadow Creek and North Shore, which would have been amazing. Yes, Um, we had a game with Nazareth out of Illinois, who's got JJ McCarthy, um, and they're going to head to Pickerington North because uh, Pickerington North has is a good team, and they've got Jack Sawyer, who's ranked one. So we thought having the Ohio State defensive end chase the Michigan quarterback would be interesting, (laughs) right? Yeah, good. So we thought that'd be that'd be a fun, a really fun game to do. Um, We had a really cool game that is still going to take place in the regular season, but it was a small town game in Georgia, Prince Avenue County and Raven County playing. And that's Gunnar Stockton, who's the number 54 junior coming to South Carolina and Brock Vandegrift, the um, number 34 senior coming to Georgia, both being quarterbacks. We also had Caleb Williams um, of Gonzaga, who's the number 14th ranked player in the country, extremely talented playing a really neat team in Philadelphia, um, Northeast. So we, we had all these games set up, and we contract with teams. We work on travel, flights, hotel, meals. We work with the schools on a marketing plan, um, on security, on venues, on everything like that. And then, you know, none of the games that we have are actually taking place So, um, because of COVID. So, you know, I, I was talking to our team, and I said, you know, this is a great exercise for us because not only with football, but we had our basketball series at the end of the year canceled because of yep. COVID, we had our lacrosse event canceled. We ended up creating a club baseball event over the summer. We picked up a great club lacrosse event over the summer. So we've had to adjust, like many businesses have, and where um, challenges you know come up, it's it's how you react and how you work and what what you make of them. So the first thing that we we kind of did in looking at how we can we can create a revised schedule is, can we work with the teams that we had scheduled to play if they're still playing football and. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are focused on California and some of these other states that are not playing, but there are 33 states that are playing football this fall. Um, a number of them are delayed, and our event's kind of early. So then we had to figure out, well, which states are actually playing football this weekend and have the likelihood of actually competing. So we ended up sticking, for example, with Pickerington North, even though Jack Sawyer opted out of the season. So they're playing against Pickering Central because, you know, Ohio's moving to a six-game schedule. It's going to be leagues. we got a great rivalry to show, sure. which is completely unique. Um a lot of times we had gone into Alabama for games with Hoover to kick off the year. Um, So we picked up a a game in Alabama, which is, you know, on Friday night at Spanish Ford versus St. Paul. And there's some talented kids. Spanish Ford has got a running back, Johnny Morris, who's got offers from LSU, Florida, Georgia, and he's only a junior. Um, We did not have a game planned with Utah, but we've televised a lot of games in Utah before. And Corner Canyon, who's on, I think, a 26-game winning streak, is playing Bingham. And if, you know, you you know high school football, Dave at Bingham, who Led them to a number of state championships is back. Um, they were preseason one and two. Bingham lost last week, but I think the kids kind of had to get their feet underneath them because they didn't play their first game of the year. So that's going to be a great game as well. So we've we've kind of adjusted. We had Trinity Christian with Dion and Shadur Sanders. It'd be our third year having them on during kickoff or during the high school season. We actually had them playing against Myers Park, because Myers Park's got a kid named Drake May, who's a quarterback going to Carolina, and we thought. Shadur and him would be a great matchup. Um, So we adjusted that game, and it's kind of interesting. Trinity Christian's heading over to play Knoxville Catholic, and we had Knoxville Catholic on last year, um, and they've got a quarterback who is, you know, T Martin, T Martin's son, Caden Martin, who's the number 297 player in the junior class, but he's got offers from Alabama, Miami, and USC. So I think where one opportunity's gone away, we found other unique opportunities. And I also, what I'm kind of most interested to see this weekend is we've got a lot of interstate matchups that are taking place um, where usually those kinds of matchups we would have in our showcase regular season right. when we're looking for for local games we also are in some markets that we haven't been been to in a while so we've never been to North Dakota and we've got century against legacy on North Dakota Saturday night so I think that's gonna be fun um, and then Brownsburg which had a great win last week is playing St X is a great traditional power out of Ohio um, that should be a fun game as well. So I think if you're a fan of football, um, our schedule is going to be there for you to watch football, seven games all week long. And I, I think in part, people who love love the sport... Um, just want to watch football and see good competitive games played. I think hopefully that's what we're going to deliver to fans and and audiences this weekend.
0: Yeah, you guys put together one heck of a lineup there that you just ran through with Shigazi with uh, Paragon Marketing Group out of Chicago. They put this all together. All the games will be on ESPN. Go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. We have the complete schedule there with what network it will be on, uh, whether it's uh, the the flagship, the mother uh, station there or the uh, ESPN2. Uh, You know, one of the things I was thinking about as I was getting ready for this interview and you can Kind of touched on the interstate, but I want to go here. Is so you, you had all these curveballs, you you dodged all the curveballs, and and thank God right now it looks like um, you know things are calming down from Hurricane Laura. But uh, how much did your head start hurting when you saw that a hurricane was heading toward the Alabama area slightly there, and then up through Tennessee yeah. with those games?
1: Right. So I almost feel like I should have gotten a degree in meteorology in college. <laughs> I majored in business and sociology because. You are 100% correct. You know, hurricane season always hits at the end of August. And we've had games in Florida delayed. We've had games in the Carolinas get rained out. We've had games in Louisiana all the way up through Houston. I was just talking to uh, one of my um, coworkers and we're like, you know, if we had planned that Houston event and all of a sudden the hurricane came through and it got canceled, you know, forget, let's pretend COVID doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so yep. this weekend is always a challenge with weather. Um, and um, and it's always something that we we're always aware of. And, and kind of keep our fingers crossed and try to plan around. But it's hard to plan around Mother Nature when it, when it can affect a number of southern states.
0: <laughs> it, it has been interesting. I, I've been watching the, the map here, seeing what's happening with Georgia, I'm, I'm thinking about going to a game tonight. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. Tennessee moved up some games, Alabama moving up games, but uh, right now your schedule's intact. You, you, you just rattled off all the games. And you did such a wonderful job. I, I'm just curious, you know, because uh, it is an itch, right? Whenever you talk to people and you say, you're yeah, high school football America, they're like, well, that's great. I I remember my high school, but it doesn't really have a a national thing to it and all that. I'm just curious about your background. Are you a a guy that uh, has enjoyed high school football from the start, or is it something you've grown into during your time there at Paragon?
1: No, so um, I'm in my mid-50s. I grew up in Chicago. I was a crazy DePaul basketball fan, and back when I grew up watching DePaul, they were ranked one or two or three in the country, and they had guys like Mark Aguirre and Terry Cummings, and I remember the first kid they ever got outside of Chicago is a guy named Dallas comedy He's out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I grew up watching basketball recruiting. And I used to I tell a story. I would take the train to O'Hare airport and I would go to a newsstand, which I don't even know if they exist anymore. <laughs> and I would pick up like five-star magazine or street and Spitz ma- street and spits magazine. And I would look at player rankings. And so I knew who all these guys were before they got to college and football is a sport I played in high school. It's, it's absolutely been my passion. The number one sport that I've, I've loved I'm in addition to basketball, but football still is a far and away number one. So I went to a small division three college, but I've always been fascinated with high school football and college football. I, you know, I'm a big bears fan. So it was something that I just knew. Um, When I got my first job out of college, I um, was at Leo Burnett and ad agency and I got put on the McDonald's sports marketing account. So I ended up working on the McDonald's all American game back in the nineties. I then worked for a small television production company in Chicago. And we secured the rights to the IHSA state championship. So, this is when Corey Maggette and Quentin Richardson were all playing for state championships. Um, and then once I left to kind of to join some guys who had just created Halo, which became Paragon, um, I had nothing to do. So you're starting an agency, you've started a business, you've got to create something. So I created a high school basketball game between Chicago and New York, an all-star game, because I thought the McDonald's game was kind of just for show, and I wanted mm-hmm. kids who actually cared. So I put the Chicago um, players in Bulls-looking uniforms and the New York in Knicks-looking uniforms. I basically ripped off the colors. And we had guys like Andre Guadala, Dwayne Wade, Will Bynum playing the game. So I did that, and um, I was still a fan of high school football and followed the USA Today rankings. But I put LeBron on. So LeBron, I brought the idea to ESPN to put LeBron James on TV when he was in high school. So that was the first game we did. Well, naturally, we had a huge success, highest rating in ESPN2 history at the time of 2.0. And we said, well, what can we do for football? And, and the number one football team in the country at that time was Bula right? They had a 150-game winning streaks. So I arranged to have Evangel Christian out of Louisiana who had won like eight state championships oh, yeah. um, play Bula and they were preseason one and two um, before John David Booty decided to enroll at USC early. Um, but that's how we got involved in high school football. Um, and then we just started expanding the amount of games that we did. The second game we did... Um, We actually had a game with Berwick PA against um, Bishop McDevitt who had LaShawn McCoy. That game actually got rained out. But then we did a game in Texas with Chase Daniels and it was Denton Ryan versus South Lake Carroll. The following year we did the Hoover game against, um, um, against Tim Tebow and Nice. And then we just started expanding our football schedule when ESPNU was launched um, 12, 14, 15 years ago. We were able to. They're only in seven and a half million households at the time. Now they're in over ninety. We were able to get Friday nights, and so we basically did a fifteen-game high school football schedule on Friday nights for ESPNU, and that's really how the whole program launched. Um, and it, for me, as a high school sports kind of nut and a recruiting fan, um, it's been great to see the growth. And I think now, if, if we've put over seven hundred high school sporting events on ESPN, which yeah. is amazing, yeah. Um, and I think you know we've gone from localized to nationalized um people recognize the schools in basketball people know who montverde is they know who oak hill is they know who sierra canyon is in football um hoover saint thomas Aquinas, stila sal saint john bosco modern day they've almost become as recognizable as you know for, for their level as college programs are and i think that's been been really really neat to where those teams travel and fans want to watch them play when they go to other markets people are generally genuinely intrigued and then I think the other, the other insight was I was not a crazy recruiting fan except for basketball as a kid, but I was a huge NFL draft fan, right? Mm-hmm. So I was the guy. People probably don't remember this when we younger, but, you know, the NFL draft would be like a, on a weekday. Um, when I was in high school, so I'm sixty. Breaks, I remember that. <laughs> you remember that. So in between breaks, I would call you. Remember the station? I called the WBBM News Radio hotline for the payphone at my high school, <laughs> and I remember like I ran to a classroom. I like, go, "Oh my god, the Bears drafted Jimbo Covert. And they're like, "Who is he?" I'm like, "He's the next Bill Look, like, He's from Pittsburgh, and he's done this, this, and this." So I love the draft. What the insight I didn't have then was, if I'm that nutty about it, there's I can't be the only one, right? Right. Um, just like if your kid's into a video game. Um, he's not the only one into that video game. And I think recruiting in the draft have just taken off. And um really, as I started doing more football in the south and, and getting introduced to southern culture um, and southern fanaticism in terms of college sports, you know you open up on recruiting on the re- on signing day, the Atlanta General Constitution's got like a ten page special section on it. And I think as um, as the country's gotten smaller in terms of sports and more are televised, um everyone's realized how big recruiting is and it's it's mainly big because you're recycling rosters every 4 to 5 years and i think the other insight that i had whether it's with basketball or football is we as americans are always fascinated with who's next and yep. and what's coming up next and who's the next big star and so um i think providing people with that kind of information is awesome and for many of these kids you know their high school careers are going to be the this the center and the highlight of their athletic career, even if they make it to the pros, they make it to college. So I think all that combined has just helped lead the growth. And then, you know, organizations like yours, USA Today, ESPN, actually putting rankings together, Max Preps, I think we all collectively have helped build the national interest, even the National Federation with all the games at Bay Street. Yeah. So it's been a kind of combined effort to get high school sports to a certain level. And I, th- I think it's been great for these communities and great for the fans as well. Yeah.
0: And and your matchups have helped the, the algorithm that I created back in 13 with the rankings. I mean, when you finally get to see these guys go head-to-head, and that was what I was going to ask you, at, at this point with it being so hard for those top teams that we can all spit out right now, and you spit some out before, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. is it one of those situations now where you, you've almost become a little bit of a scheduler if you can bring the, the, the power of Paragon, if you will, to the, to the, the table, right? Because there are a lot of teams out there saying i can't i'm looking for a game you can help facilitate right. that right
1: yeah so we've helped we help connect teams together um there's another couple of people who do that as well i think the power if you if you said kind of the impact that we've had i think we've we've helped high schools become brand names i think we've also gone in and given a shine to communities that don't necessarily have a college or pro team so I, the best example i give is so we had a game with Foley versus Daphne in Alabama one year. So we're in Foley, Alabama, and they've got a wide receiver named Julio Jones. So we show up and there's gift baskets at the hotel, you know, in the announced studio and the Chamber of Commerce and the high school. were so thrilled to have ESPN there because, you know, they don't, Auburn and Alabama aren't based in Foley, Foley, Alabama. So this was their one moment to shine. Sold out crowd. And so... One thing we've done is we've we've shined a light in a lot of communities and a lot of high schools that never would have a chance to be on television. Not just the high school, but the community. And that's been amazing because we we always receive a tremendous welcome because in this day and age, so much of what we hear about schools and school communities is about, you know, dropout rates, violence, all the kind of stuff. And And there's so much, and that's the one half of 1% of what's going on. So much good's happening at high schools in terms of kids and parents and education and coaches and communities and camaraderie. And I I think one of the reasons people like watching our game is we show that kind of slice of Americana that still exists um, every single Friday. Um, As far as national matchups go, we schedule teams and we will cover expenses. We will work with them to make things possible. So a lot of times coaches call us. Because it's their one opportunity to travel, especially if they have limited resources. Um, the other thing that we've done is, you know, prior to us coming in, into play, De La Salle played Long Beach Poly as one versus two. Um, then we didn't have any one versus two matchups. So if you remember the South Lake Carol, Miami, Miami uh, Northwestern game that was one versus two, sure. Where do. Riley Dodge was the quarterback and he's a head coach now. We put that together. We put another great one versus two matchup, which was St. Thomas Aquinas against Burns when. Marcus Lattimore, um, you know, uh, played for Burns, and so one of the neat things for us has been, are what are the matchups fans would like to see, and because we're fans, what are the matchups that we'd like to see? So we literally thought De La Salle North Shore would be a great game because the last time De La Salle went down to Texas, they played Trinity in that in that kind of crazy game, and D. I D. remember <Salle> it. Out of Texas, or we're like St. Joseph Prep is clearly the best team in the East Coast. Um, we'd love to see them play a Texas State champ, or as I mentioned earlier. You know, having J.J. uh, McCarthy and Sawyer um, play opposite sides of the ball against each other with Ohio State and Michigan, we thought would be a lot of fun. So for us as as event organizers, we try to think about what would fans like to see, what are matchups people would get excited about, and kind of what can we deliver to our national television audience that wouldn't exist unless Paragon kind of stepped into this role Mm -hmm. and kind of made these events, these matchups happen.
0: No, they are fun to watch. Uh, keep yourself glued all weekend long to ESPN and ESPN Two. Seven big games. It's the Geico ESPN High School Football Kickoff. Uh, Rashid Ghazi on the line. Uh, Paragon Marketing Group, the guys that produce it. It's their idea. They've nurtured it and gotten it to the point where they are. Like I said, nine states this year. And uh, we were talking offline before we started rolling tape here. Even though there's no tape anymore in the world, but anyway, we we're just saying these are great matchups. So uh, there were great ones before this, and there are great ones now. So you'll get a, a real slice of them america by by watching this uh as, as we wrap up here, should just a a couple more questions you mentioned early on that you guys have done the the in-season the friday night games uh is that still going to happen this year during covid or, or or is that being tweaked
1: up too well it's it's going to happen um and you know we will look and we are you know we're slated to put 11 games on we've always put 11 games on between espn2 espn and espnu um at this point normally our entire schedule would be announced but because of COVID and some schools starting went later than others, we're going to be releasing our schedule kind of on a on a week by week basis. Um, but if you look tomorrow um, or the next day, we'll have our first two games announced, um, and they're they're great matchups. Um, but it's just taking us a little more time as we work with schools. We work to see who's actually going to be playing, um, who's in school, whose seasons may be canceled. Um, and so we can't announce a full schedule because we just don't know what the future will hold four to six weeks from now, but we're committed to putting the games on if the games are taking place. Um, and. and so it's a fluid situation, but we should have knock on wood. Hopefully we'll have 11 games that'll take place and then we'll, Still, also try to do our, our bowl series, which is that state champion versus state champion event that we created five years ago,
0: which is always great. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, since we have 2021 spring high school football with California starting in January, you, you've already got your basketball there and all that. You, you guys peeking ahead? Is is there any uh, uh, you know January, February high school football in your in your brain? I'm not asking you to break a story. I'm just asking.
1: No, <laughs> I think it's no, if you're for a friend. No, it's a you know what? It's something that we've thought about. Um and it's something that we'd be interested in doing if we can get, you know, our part our sponsorship partners behind and if we can find time periods. Um so our our kind of focus has been let's get through this weekend. Hopefully all of our games <laughs> take place. Let's get, you know, the first three, four or five games of our football regular football season started. Um we are working on basketball as well, which is interesting because, you know, teams in California and others are going to play as club teams this winter, right? So we're trying to figure out how do we marry high school basketball and maybe some high school club teams in terms of uh, events and days. And then I think once we get into October, November, we'll take a look at the spring. But it would be we definitely will look at could we do a spring football slash basketball schedule so we can get um, some of the teams and some of the players and athletes that we want to. Um, from the West Coast, um, and then some of the other states that have delayed even the East Coast and the D.C. area, um, how can we get some of those those teams on as well? So it's de- definitely something we'll work on.
0: Yeah, you're looking at that silver lining and that cloud of COVID at this point. I love it. Uh, congratulations on uh, all you've been able to do over the last decade and uh, looking forward to what you guys produce this weekend. It uh, will be a lot of fun, a good little break for all of us to watch some high school football for a change on, on national television. So congratulations. Have a great weekend, Rasheed.
1: Thanks, you too, and let's make it uh, sooner than 10 years that we talk to each other every 10 years. (laughs) There you go. On (laughs) on a a podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Promise you, take care.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thanks for all your support.
0: Hey, make sure to check out every Thursday night high school football game in America tonight. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. In the menu, the navigation tab, just click on Scores, and we have state-by-state scoreboards live, powered, by ScoreStream. That's the way you keep up with every high school football game in America throughout this weekend. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by the great new app, Small Player, Big Play, an age-appropriate sports-focused social media platform that's designed to showcase and connect the young athletes out there. With their parents, their coaches, and their friends. On small player, big play, young athletes have the ability to utilize the app and share their interests and accomplishments. And it's a very safe and a highly secure social media environment. And here's the best thing. We're talking about youth right now, but ultimately it goes all the way up to the high school level. And it features live streaming with game day highlights. And here's the best part. Lucrative fundraising opportunities opportunities. Opportunities (laughs) Opportunities <laughs> for your school and your team. And it's for every sport. We're talking football here, obviously. But every sport out there, and we know that fannies in the seat are a problem right now. With 25% capacity being the max, you may want to go to Small Player Big Play and learn how you can not only stream the games to your fans, but in the process, make some money. Download the Small Player Big Play app, on Google Play, and the Apple App Store. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher.